All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast of Black Financial Initiative. Thank you for joining us. I'll go ahead and kick it over to Larry so we can introduce our guest for today. All right, all right. Very excited. We got a special guest here today. Her name is Deontay Chantel. She is a real estate developer. She is the host of podcast Journey to Develop Her. Her mission is to normalize women in real estate development. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you guys? Doing good. Fantastic. Very happy to have you on here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm so excited to um, just share everything I have with you guys and hopefully work with you guys in the future. Yes, for sure. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and start it off. I'm going to start off with the first question. So tell us about yourself and Journey to Developer podcast. Yes. So as you guys already said, my name is Deontay Chantel. I am a real estate developer, a realtor, and an investor in the New York, New Jersey area. And I came up with Journey to Developer during the pandemic, literally, before New York City got slammed with COVID. I just knew that I was going to start recording something. So I went and got, bought me some makeup, some hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I was ready. I was like... <laughs> he was ready for the lockdown. The end of the end. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew I needed to do something and I needed to reinvent myself. And the idea came, the title came, I overlooked it. I was procrastinating like a lot of us do. And all I know is one day I was in the middle of a Christian business conference and I'm like, you know what? This is my time to release the podcast and I'm going to give myself two weeks. And the title just came back, Journey to Developer. And it's all about my journey to becoming a real estate developer, as well as my self-development and spiritual journey um, with Jesus. You know, for those who don't know, I am Christian. Um, so you get a good mixture of everything that God is doing to develop me as a woman, as a person, as a wife, somebody's wife, right? And as a real estate developer, and I've gone through a lot of um, trials (laughs) and this real estate journey, and, you know, it's a beautiful journey and I'm still learning every day. And um, we have some things that will be, um, all of the seeds that I have planted, they will be blossoming very soon. So the goal is to document that on the journey, at least in the next coming season. Um, So far, we've been speaking to other investors and developers on their journeys. And then I'll add in, you know, what I'm doing. But this this next upcoming season, we're going to really be able to dive into what I'm doing. I'll be taking people on projects, um, showing you what I'm doing. You'll be able to learn from the podcast in full detail. So I'm really excited. Did I, did I hear you right? You did it. You started in two weeks? Yeah. I just said, you know what? It's releasing in two weeks. And, you know, once you put it out there. <laughs> yeah. She got it popping. <laughs> I like it. So, you know, I'm executing. I still didn't figure everything out about podcasting, but I am executing and um, that's it. So y'all go and get what y'all go and get. <laughs> hey, that's one thing. <laughs> when, yeah, when I was doing research for this podcast, they said, you know, once you feel comfortable, just start. Like, don't wait. Don't wait. Just start. You know what I'm saying? So congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're on. We're in season three. Um, it's only been two years. But we're in season three. Don't ask. (laughs) Um, And um, we're actually doing our first live podcast event, God willing, July 23rd. I hope I don't have to change that date. But in July, hopefully no later than August, we'll be doing a live 
podcast or event, you guys are welcome to come. It will be, of course, in a, a real estate geared event. We're going to be focusing on mindset and um, financing, of course. It's going to be great. I'm sure we'll get more into real estate. I'm a, I'm a real estate investor too, so I love real estate. So we'll get into it more today. Where, where is it going to be at though? Where's the live event going to be at? It's going to be in Newark, New Jersey, where I grew up. For now, we might do some other cities. We might do some other events. But the first event will be in Newark, my hometown. Okay. And is that only in person or will there be like a, a webcast too of it? I'm not sure. I have to, I have to think about the, the virtual because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, great I guess we'll have to do some uh, traveling, guys. If, if... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I think yeah. that's going to pop up because the people that I plan to have in the building are people that are greatly respected in the space. And whatever you're going to learn for even for our region, you'll be able to translate it throughout the whole United States, right? Even throughout the world. So I think if you can get there, you should be there. And um, that's all I can say. I don't know about the virtual yet. I have to really, if y'all know anybody that's doing virtual events, <laughs> let me know. I'll, I'll just make it sure. <laughs> right. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's something to think about. It probably will be recorded. Oh, okay. If it's going to be a live virtual, because I've I've been on the other side of virtual and like stuff goes bad, and then mm. people, a thousand people at home, they can't even see what's happening. Right, right. Um, give me the grace for that, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. So you mentioned like real estate. I guess that's your main bread and butter. How did you get started in that? Yeah, so I actually got started literally two months after graduation in 2011. That was my first. Yeah entry into the world of real estate as a real estate agent. At the time, I knew I knew how to sell iPhones because that's what I did for three years. <laughs> she put me through college, um, working for AT&T, and I just hated that job. Um, the goal was actually to go into law. And I'm like, you know what? I got to get out of AT&T corporate or sales. Um, and again, I knew how to sell. So my friend said, you're beautiful. You know how to sell. Get into real estate. And I always liked the idea of real estate just looking at celebrities' homes. I said, okay, let me give it a try. You know, I got licensed, made a little bit of money, wasn't enough. Um, I got right back into where I was supposed to be at the time, which was law. So by me getting my real estate license, it allowed me to start my journey as a real estate paralegal. So I actually did that for like five years. Never made it to law school, but it's okay. Um, but I did real estate law. So I was able to see how people were making money as investors, as agents. And I'm like, oh, they get in a bag. I need, I need to get the bag. <laughs> and it was still my goal to, you know, be a lawyer, but I always knew I needed to be a millionaire. I needed to be wealthy. I didn't like working for people. I, so <laughs> I'm not going to become rich. So to make a long story short, because I'm, I'm yapping, I wind up going to a fortune builders event. I don't know in Texas, whether or not you would hear, oh, sign, you know, come to our free seminar, whatever. I, you know, I was that person mm -hmm. that was, okay, a free seminar, let me go. And I watch HGTV every day, like all day, every day. <laughs> so I went to a fortune builders event and literally something clicked in my brain. Like, this is your way you're going to become a millionaire. And it was a mindset, a mindset shift because I didn't grow up around wealth. Um, you know, I grew up in HUD housing, food stamps, you know, my mother was a single mother, you know, all of that. So 
something in that event unlocked something in my brain to just want more and to take a, a jump at real estate again. And this time I didn't have no money. I just had a baby. <laughs> um, I didn't have that much money. I wasn't making much, probably just making like $40,000 a year. So with that being said, during that event, they showed you, of course, how to make the money, how to make the millions, but they was like, the only thing you need to figure out is how to do wholesaling. And I was like, what is wholesaling? And that was literally the thing that, I don't know, just let me help me pop and flourish in the real estate investment space. And that segue to me becoming a real estate developer. And I'm sure you're going to ask me how, so I'll let you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mentioned wholesaling. So, I mean, let's continue on with that. And if you can explain to, to me and everyone else out there, what is wholesaling? Yeah. So, I mean, my definition of wholesaling is literally flipping paper. Okay. So you're using, and this is where law came in at. I literally, like I was in the right place at the right time. So I understood law. I understood paper and contracts. So essentially you are finding a motivated seller. You're then putting the house on the contract for let's say $100,000. You're locating a cash buyer or an investor and you are selling the contract or assigning the contract to that cash buyer for let's say um, $120,000, right? So the difference, the profits would be $20,000. So mm-hmm. getting it under contract from the, buy, uh, from the seller for 100K, you're selling it to an investor for 120K and you're literally pocketing the difference. And you're, what you're doing is an assignment of contracts. You're selling the rights of the property or of the contract, right, to the buyer. And I know people are like, what the heck is that? <laughs> but people were making $100,000 off of one transaction, literally doing oh, wow. them, all them personally. I, one of my friends, now he's even like a mentor because he's doing it at a scale where I never was able to achieve and I didn't even attempt to, but he's doing $100,000 a month, some months. You have got doing it on one deal. So, you know, and literally our beloved, I don't know, depending on who I'm talking to, and I'm not a fan of him. But I respect his genius. Donald Trump, his very first deal in real estate was a $2 million wholesale deal. Like, I was like, what? $2 million. His first money he ever made in, in, in real estate was actually wholesaling a building. I believe in New York City. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. But he made $2 million. So yeah, let me ask you deal. this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So how do you find these deals? That's another quarter. <laughs> I'm looking for the <laughs> when it was when it was good and nobody liked real estate right now real estate is super sexy everybody's into it um or they're awoken that it's you know the key to build wealth one of the keys um so back then a lot of my deals came from partnering or getting deals from realtors I worked mm-hmm. a lot with um distressed owners as well people that were about to lose their house going through foreclosure um, behind on taxes, you name it. But the the realtor and working with REOs, which are bank-owned properties or foreclosed properties, were really the bread and butter. Okay. Once I learned that I could actually wholesale those deals, because a lot of gurus out here, they're going to say you cannot wholesale an REO property. That's the first thing they're going to say. You know, there's deed restrictions. You you have to wait 90 days. All of this jazz. But because I did learn about the legal side. 
I figured out the loophole on how to get rid of those properties immediately. Okay. So most of the deals, and I'll share that later on, most of the deals coming from the banks, I was able to get them for like 50, 60,000. And then I was able to wholesale them for about 130, 140. So we're talking about like a 60. Great project. You know, a great project. And, you know, back then you could do it with short sales too. So if you find these distressed Mm -hmm. owners, you're putting a property in the contract with your LLC. And then literally what you're doing is you're selling the LLC to another buyer. Are there, are there any expenses or charges or anything? Yeah, there are some expenses, but you don't have to pay it. Just make sure you put in your contract that this buyer is going to have to pay all acquisition and, or, um, what is it? Acquisition or closing costs associated with the sale of that LLC. So that's literally the whole loophole right there. And, you know, I hear a lot of things on YouTube from even from the free information and they're like, oh, you can't do it. You can't do it. If you have the right attorney, if you have the right, even mentor, right. In or the right title company, literally, if you have the right title company, you can do anything (laughs) in real estate. (laughs) Okay. Um, You can make almost any amount of money legally. As long as you have that particular person, excuse me, on your team. So that's all you really need is a good title company. Yeah, say. it sounds like the knowing the legal part is important. I'm curious because I think diff- every state, I think, has different laws when it comes to wholesaling and whatnot. So th- does it seem like in your area that wholesaling is still going to be around, I guess? Yeah, New Jersey, we're fine. Um, New okay. York, no issues at all. Um, we have seen in, um, what's that, Illinois, Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia specifically, they're having some issues. But to be honest, I know a few people, I haven't tried it myself, but I do know a few people that has done this method that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And they are able to bypass those restrictions. Because mm-hmm. once you, the LLC, right, you putting the property in an LLC, and you assigning those rights to that buyer, it's not really a signing of the contract. It's, it's more so selling interest, selling interest of a company. And when they're buying that company, the property is bypassing with the, pro- with the company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, if someone deliberately went to the seller and said, they're making more money on your deal, they can fight it and try to, you know, you know cancel the mm-hmm. contract. Actually, that has happened to me. Um, years ago and my attorney was just like let it go Deontay so that actually that experience pushed me into real estate development pushed me into buying and holding I think I spoke about that in another podcast in the past but that was the pivoting point that I was like you know what forget this I'm out here I'm selling on my community to people that are not even from my community that don't look like me that don't care about us who -hmm. treat us like whatever I could buy it myself. And that's what I did. I literally had the financing. The money was in my attorney's account and everything for mm-hmm. me to close. And the, this seller and buyer got in touch with each other. And they literally was like, oh, Deontay was going to wholesale it for this amount of dollars and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Guys, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> More than that, it was, it was ugly. That was before I got saved, saved. So <laughs> I better not come up in Newark. Yeah, it was <laughs> um, but to make a long story short, that moment showed me like, listen, you have all the resources now. You made all the connections while you were a wholesaler. 
you don't need to do, you don't have to be a wholesaler. You don't have to sell, you know, sell your community out. You don't, to me, it was like selling drugs. Like, you know, mm. it was a detriment to my community versus Right. Rebuild community. So it sounds like you're involved with several aspects of real estate. Yeah. So one of them you just mentioned actually is real estate developer. So what is a real estate developer? Yeah. So everybody, it's so many different definitions, but okay. to make it easy for everyone to understand, because everybody thinks that in order for you to be a real estate developer, you actually have to build a house. You don't believe it or not. You could be a real estate developer without building a house or knowing how to build a house. Um, so initially, it's any person, right, that can put the pieces together, okay, meaning hire the architect, have the vision, know the master plan for whatever city, right, when you're acquiring that land, knowing what's coming, being a visionary for wherever you're looking to build, and designing the property, or even if it's land, it could be a building. So let's say you take a house, like a, a two bedroom house or whatever, you know, adding value to that, redesigning it and bringing it to life, right? So when it comes to land development, I literally can go buy a piece of land, go get the plans made. So I'm investing my money, my resources, putting a team together to get the plans made. Then I could just sell the whole project to an actual builder. Because let me tell y'all, Construction right now is crazy. <laughs> so I can literally design the project, go sell it to a builder. I can still be the developer of the project, literally. Because if, especially if I own the land, I can do what I want to do. I'm the owner of the land. Here go the plans. They're approved by the municipality or the building department. Mm -hmm. And do you want to buy into this project? Literally, that's how I approach people. <laughs> Listen. I'm selling the whole project for 150000 right? Let's say. I literally have a project right now that I'm debating on what I'm doing. I pay 5000 for the land. I could sell one lot for one twenty. The plan is in like the New Jersey area? You got something for $5,000? It is New Jersey. I can't tell people where because then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she, can't, she can't release her sources, Lady. <laughs> oh, it's, it's political. So I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But. What I will say is you can, even if I see people, somebody sent me a lot for $2,500 in Detroit. So let's take Detroit, but let's use New Jersey. Cause I don't know the numbers in Detroit right now, New Jersey, 5,000 for the land. I paid 5,000 for the architect plans. Maybe a little higher than that. Technically I got billed it. Cause I didn't even come out of pocket yet. I have a team, right? So if we're a team. That means you're going to wait on your money. Right. I'm going to do this for you. So I'm not going to say everybody's going to just allow you to not pay. Most of the time, you will have to pay up front for your plans. Okay. But let's just say in my, because I'm, I'm favored. Thank God. <laughs> they did do the plans for me for, with an invoice, right? So with that being said, 5000 for the plans, 5000 for the land. We submitted it for approvals, right? We could sell the whole project for 120000 So all in so far, I'm only all in technically about $10,000. If I could sell it for one twenty, I made, I'm making $110,000. Okay. I'm still staying a part of the project because I need to make sure that they're going to build it, especially in my deal. My deal is I literally the city sold it to me. So I have to stay a part of it. I'm building a brand around like what my style mm -hmm. is, what my designs are. So I'm allowing people to buy into a project and do a joint venture with me, right? 
So either way, I'm still netting 110. I don't even care about what they make on the profits. Now, I can care. I can say, you know what? I still want 20%. I can even say I I want 50%, but I ain't greedy. So there's different ways for you to be a developer without funding the deal and without building the project. I just want to put that out there because those are, I mean, the hardest part is actually building the project. (laughs) (laughs) And some people, they want to rebuild their communities, but let's be honest, they just don't have the means or the team to get it done. So start with just the land. If you have connections and you know where to find land for cheap, or you know how to find these owners that don't care about the land that, that you're looking to buy, go buy the land. Go, you could put $5,000 on a credit card. You could also put another 5,000 on a credit card to pay for the plans. You know, you submitting the plans to the city. Let's say you had to pay for permits. You could put that on a credit card too. So just build your way up, borrow money, leverage people's credit if you have to. But these are the little steps that you can do to become a developer. And I'm actually coming out with a book. It was supposed to be out already, but I'm coming out with a book going over this in full details on how I literally did it and how I'm going to be doing it going forward. So yeah, look out for that. <laughs> yeah. We're looking forward to it. Yep. And it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but teamwork will make the dream work and um, just strategizing, adding value to others. Cause although the only reason why that architect was able to do that is because I already have referred him to many other projects until mm-hmm. I was ready um, we built a rapport. We built a, a friendship. So he's like, yeah, I'll do it for you. So, you know, just be good to people. They'll be g- great to you in return. <laughs> and you could get more done, you know? Reciprocity. I've heard you said the, the word team a few times. Um, and in real estate, real estate teams are, are a huge deal. So are, are you networking? Like, how are you, how are you finding your teams? Oh, man. I know I, that was on the list. I know. <laughs> So what I can say is I have teamed up and partnered with great people, with bad people. Now I'm actually rebuilding my team. And what I will say is look at their fruit. Okay. Mm. Don't, I mean, get to know everyone. I don't know who your followers are, but if you, if the listeners are believers, definitely go to God first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pray to God. You know, sometimes you may not hear God like others. But he will give you a sign. (laughs) Pay attention to the signs. So one thing I would say, and anything you do, keep God first again. Really get to know the people. You're getting into a marriage, especially in partnerships. You're getting into a marriage. I'm sure, and I'm glad it's all y'all men here. So good. (laughs) You won't marry a woman and marry her within a week. Right? So you do really have to get to know people and use discernment and look at their fruit. They're telling you, you know, I built a hundred houses. Okay. You want to see the receipts. Okay. You want references. Um, you, you want to see the proof. You want to see the receipts, all that stuff. And you want to, you know, literally break bread with them, go eat where they live, go see how they're living. Like I've seen guys cheating on their wives. Do you think I would ever do business with them? Mm think so uh, you probably can't trust them <laughs> if you if you gonna cheat on your wife you're gonna cheat on me in this business right yeah. Yeah. so integrity is everything and how you do anything is how you do everything so mm. your wife is how you're gonna do me period <laughs> how you do your brother how you did your other partner how you did your other friend 
is how you're going to do me. So I, I listen to people. I observe them. Um, I ask them about their past partnerships, how things went, how it's going. And if I hear anything shady, I'm like, nah, that ain't going to work for okay. me. Yeah. Um, and those are all the context clues <laughs> on how to build a good team and your, um, your partnership. But for teams, it's a little bit different because you're actually hiring people to do a service. So again, I said earlier, you need the number one person on your team is a great title company. That is easy. You can see their receipts online if they're good, right? You can go to Yelp. You could go to Google page. I don't know, Google, whatever it is. Facebook, <laughs> they're going to tell you if they're, you know, doing business because they're going to have reviews typically. Um, an attorney, a competent attorney that's hungry is always great to have because starting out, a lot of your listeners may not have the legal backings like I did, like, you know, or the knowledge that I had. So you do have to outsource that. You want to make sure you have an attorney who knows what they're doing else. You can't be screwed um, in that regard. And there's so many different team members you can have. But the good thing is you're paying those people. So they are going to do a service, what it should be anyway. And they all are licensed. So that's another thing. Um, but when it comes to development, the main person, if you were going to have them on your team, the main other person would be the builder. And there's a lot of fake builders out there right now. So because real estate is booming like it is, and depending on the state that, that you're in, it doesn't require much for you to get a license. Like in New Jersey, you literally just pay for your insurance and you pay a hundred, maybe $20 to go become a GC, right? So and everybody and their mother's going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean they know what they're doing. So you want to make sure that they're, they have a surety bond. You want to make sure that um, they have proper insurance, commercial insurance. They have builder's risk insurance. Like they, their paperwork is in order. So you do not get screwed. Um, same for subcontractors. And many will ask, what is a subcontractor? That's like your plumber, your electrician, your HVAC person. Um, you may even have it for material as well. But those guys should have their paperwork in order else they can't do your project. Now, listen, I myself wanted a discount. I knew, you know, I like to call them a head. I knew a crackhead or dope head. I knew somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they knew how to do the job. And I know y'all all know of somebody that know how to do it. Yeah. And they may not be a head. Maybe they have like an alcohol problem, right? But they have some type of problem or a substance problem. Mm -hmm. And we know they could get it done cheaper. Do not hire those people. Not for a development project. Not for a full rehab. You can use people maybe for, maybe for a rental, you know, to get a, you know, for a transition, they move a client out to paint, do very basic yeah, stuff, but stuff. do not hire them on a project that you're trying to sell. Okay. I have lost so much money with that in the past, trying to take the shortcut. Oh yeah. They promised me they could do it for 4,000 versus me paying 10,000. Nah, pay the 10,000 or, or at least try to find somebody that meets you in the middle that are licensed that can't get the job done um yeah you'll yeah, want to uh, keeping it real yeah <laughs> yeah she's so some key words <laughs> for my for my single families that i um i rent out like i'll um i like to use handyman i'm not gonna lie like uh might not be a gc but use a handyman for little stuff you know what i'm saying certain stuff you need definitely you know have insurance and everything like that but painting and stuff like that if i'm not gonna do it then you know 
um, I don't know about a, a head, you know, but you know, somebody who's not <laughs> might not have all the the titles and stuff like that. So I, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, back in the days, the heads was good. Like they, they. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all right, I don't want to call them a head. They're gonna be like, this girl ghetto. I mean, but where I'm from, of okay, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people from different parts of the United States. You know, those guys were really good. They used to be really good master plumbers back in the days, whatever, whatever. Um, handymen are good. I used to have a really good handyman in Kansas City, Missouri. And he was good for, you know, fixing things, doing maintenance calls, basic stuff. But I tested him out on actually doing a rehab and he didn't know how to do nothing. I can see that, yeah. I literally was t- training a grown man yeah. to do Stuff, okay <laughs> so <laughs> then he 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 called himself hiring a team and they were all users of something and i was like bro oh, you know me and my ex at the time we were literally training a group of people how to do construction i mean we didn't mind them because, too. yeah you know but just yeah called his friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not for nothing like i love that guy he wasn't a drug user but the people he was hiring was mm. yeah okay. they were they were you know young bucks you know just getting out of rehab though they mm-hmm. knew how to do but we i mean they learned something after working with us we literally showed them how to sheetrock how to spackle how to do floors like because we knew how to do it you know Man, well, he got a skill set out of it <laughs> <laughs> So are, are you investing all over the country? If it's a good deal, I will look at it. I will look at it. Kansas City, Missouri. One of my business associates introduced me to that market. So if the numbers make sense, I'm down for yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I know you've mentioned uh, like all the all the good tidbits and everything you've learned. You know, like don't hire these people, use these people. So I'll say like what, what or who has been uh, the most helpful to you during your real estate uh, development or wholesaling like who's really helped or what has really helped you in that time mm-hmm. all my failures <laughs> <laughs> the experience <laughs> the experience like to be honest i never really had a mentor that i paid mm-hmm. right and that's because i i always was the person to add value to somebody and they always was like you know what come on let's let's work mm-hmm. here's here's my resources Yo, Deontay, get on the phone with this person. It was always because I came with something. I never was like, give me, give me, give me, give me. I really did add values to people's organizations and companies. But me failing actually taught me a lot, whether it was in real estate, whether it was in development or business, right? Even working for other people. Those were the moments where I really learned about myself, (laughs) whether Mm. or not I could push through and just on-job training. Um, because you literally can mentor somebody and they're still not going to really learn until they actually start implementing mm-hmm. until they're in the trenches doing it. Um, so just getting started, I'll tell anybody, just get started again. I didn't even join the fortune builders. I didn't have $40,000 to start with fortune builders. I had the idea in my head and I just started educating myself, reading books, watching a lot of YouTube at the time. And just executing, meeting others along the way that were hungry or even hungrier than myself. Um, my bank account was my mentor. <laughs> my <brother. laughs> the ultimate mentor. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach you some lessons. <laughs> a 
daughter was my mentor, really, because <laughs> I had to feed her. Um, mm. When I really went gun ho with even like taking wholesaling serious, her dad and I broke up. I moved mm. out. I had a, I had gotten a higher paying job, but I got fired from that job. So adversity was my mentor. And I was like, you know what? I, if I'm not going to, this is the time to get started. This is the time to do it because there is no job security, right? So again, bank account lights being out was my mentor. <laughs> Oh man, that's the nitty gritty there. <laughs> but again, I you have to just want it. There's no amount of money you could pay somebody if you don't want it for yourself. Oh. Of course, yes, people should get mentors, right? They should um, go to masterminds. As I told y'all just now, I was I'm in a mastermind right now. While I'm re- recording this podcast. Uh, you have to continue to want to educate yourself, even if you think you know everything. You still there's still much more you got to learn. Right. I'm always educating myself, whether or not I have a hundred thousand to pay a mentor. I'm still going to read a book, reading books. First of all, let me just say this reading books are the cheapest way to mentorship. Okay. You can literally find a lot of these books online for free. And I don't mind sharing the website. If you go to pdfdrive.com, I believe it's called thousands of books up there for free. Okay. Mm. Of course, we know Amazon, we know Kindle, um, even YouTube. You can get like the audio book versions of a lot of these books for free. You can get the summaries of the books for free. So those are mentors right there. Robert, what was his name? Robert Kiyosaki. I can't afford for him to coach me right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the real episode. Yeah, you know, on Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I never finished a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I probably read half of it, or I listened to half of it on Audible, but I never listened to the whole thing. I didn't need to listen to the whole thing. It was go time. As soon as I, I got the concept, it was go. <laughs> That's it. Like people like to waste time, but again, books, mentorships, bank accounts, mentorships, any resource that's going to better you, um, is a mentorship. So. or some type of um progression for your. If you're interested, you can go back and. Uh... <laughs> listen to our episode you can listen to our episode on rich dad poor dad if you you know if you want to finish oh it, really right? <laughs> check it out i'm gonna go check it out and i'm about to say podcasts like this one like mine like the others out there those are all some type of form of um mentorship too i'm sure y'all know that <laughs> so it sounds like the experience and continuing to learn are kind of the most helpful things throughout your real estate career and I think we all agree with those things experience and definitely always wanting to learn that hunger for it mm-hmm. failing forward and I think that's a book too that I didn't re- I never finished reading but <laughs> but you have to fail forward like you have to I fail probably once a month people don't know that because I'm not all over the internet saying it but there's times where I'm like eh. God, you what you want me to do? <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like you're a hustler and, and you, you you know you do so many things. So you fail one time a month, but you you know got 20 things right in that same month. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Even when things it seems like things are like totally bad, it's a learning experience and you are getting something right. And just fighting to continue to do it is a win because a lot of people can become defeated. And, you know, entrepreneurs in general, like, oh, goodness, <laughs> the most <laughs> stressful thing that you could possibly want to do. 
and we're risk takers and we're, I'm going to say undefeated because we, we know we don't want to go work for nobody. So <laughs> we're going to, if we have to work 18 hours a day, we're going to do it. Right. So I do have like different streams of income and it's important, even though I don't dedicate my bit, my platform to all of them, it's important to have because I know each of them could pay some of my bills, right? So that's all I care about. <laughs> Cash flow in my life, you know, making sure I can keep a roof over my daughter's head. So I have dabbled and I do um, have invested, excuse me, into different things that's in alignment with real estate and the things that I teach people. So I know you guys are probably going to ask me about credit or like, you know, what I'm doing in the credit space. And credit is vital to real estate. So yes, if I could get a bag in that area, I sure am. <laughs> and even if it's just from affiliation or affiliate marketing or referring people to other credit repair specialists, I'm going to do that because in order for you to go to greater heights in the real estate space, you do need good credit. Very true. You need a good credit partner, right? So somebody has to have good credit. Of course, I started with bad credit, but I would have been a lot further if I had good credit at the time Ooh. so yeah. we're gonna i'm gonna go ahead and ask this question because you kind of went into it already i mean obviously you're an investor uh podcaster you, you credit do you have any, any other streams for income right now i did partner with <laughs> i did partner with a um another nonprofit. um so journey to developer we actually became a nonprofit um officially in january of 2021 and you'll be seeing a lot of great things from, again, the podcast, the, the community, the organization that I'm building out. Um, but I decided to go ahead and, and partner with another nonprofit. And they do pay me. So, you know, it's another source of income. And <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm a, you know, a unmarried woman right now. I have a mother. I have to make sure that I'm covered, right? Mm -hmm. But not only that, I'm not just gravitated because it's money that initiative was very um profound to me I, I thought i was like wow i didn't even know this company existed and um for now we're just gonna call it black women elevate because that's my actual team that i'm working with so all the black women on here and black men who love black women go follow black <laughs> elevate and basically it's a nonprofit organization that funds micro or give micro loans to black women they do other women too but we're my team we're focused on black women so we give micro loans to women entrepreneurs up to two thousand dollars i know you're like that's not a lot of money but i remember starting my first business and all i needed was five hundred dollars and that little bit of money would have helped me right <laughs> right but so that's more than what they're getting right so it is a again a micro loan however you can get up to $25,000 over time, all right? We provide business coaching. So this is where I come in at. We provide business coaching. We provide, what do you call it, accountability groups. And we're giving you money to, step, to help start your business and or maintain or manage your business. So to me, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> I'm focusing on New Jersey. However, we're in about 20 states throughout the United States. All right. So they have a big branch in Texas. However, that branch is not that many black women. So that's why we need people like myself to come out here and push 
um, the program because that your market is more Hispanic women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was targeting yeah. Hispanic women. So now we're targeting black women because the program has been out for 14 years, but no black women mm-hmm. knew about it. <laughs> and that's oh, a problem. Hmm. You know? It's called Black Women Elevate. Well, that's my division. Yes. Black Women Elevate. Oh, okay. The name of the actual company is called Grameen America. And the owner or the founder of the company, he actually um, won the Nobel Peace Prize from Barack Obama back in 2008, I believe. And, you know, he's been in the U.S. doing this model for over 14 years. So he's doing it throughout the world. Um, It started in Bangladesh back in 1976. But again, right now we're focusing on Black women. So you have a wife, a Black wife, of course. (laughs) 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 It doesn't matter what color she is. But if you have a woman that you know can benefit from this program, whether or not she's in New Jersey, send her in my direction. I will get her in touch with the branch managers in whatever city or state that you're in. And we'll take it from there. Yeah, we don't shy away from Black. This is the Black Financial Initiative. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We all have Black wives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it focused. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> That's good. Um, going, going along with the question, too, obviously you have multiple streams of income. How important are these having multiple streams of income? Well, the Bible says that you should have six, seven, or eight streams of income, okay? So, and we're not going to get into the word, but that's what the Bible says it. All right. Okay. <laughs> but, no, not, but it's okay. so important. I mean, if COVID didn't show you that you need it yeah. more than one yeah. source, I don't know what else is going to tell you that you need more, more than one source. Um, I mean, at this stage in the game, one nine to five income is not going to cut it. Um, and everybody is literally, I'm not going to say everybody, but Majority of the people in America, definitely in Black America, they're living paycheck to paycheck. They're literally about one paycheck away from homelessness. Mm. Okay. And so at this point, everybody should own an LLC. You should have a business. You should, I mean, it's mandatory to be investing your nine to five, most of your nine to five savings or income into something, even if it's a stock or you know, I don't know anything at this point. Right. So, and you know, a lot of people like, well, I don't have a business. I don't know. Well, whatever God given talent you have, turn it into a business. So if you're a great speaker, become a speaker, start teaching people how to speak. I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) but but whatever, again, whatever God given talent you have, go to God about it, of course, but turn it into a business if you can. I'm not going to go into Bible, but that's even in the Bible too, how a woman literally went into her home and she's the only thing she had was jars. Okay. And those jars made her money. Okay. I'm not getting into scripture, but anything you have, I don't care if you have to sell old clothes, start getting income, right? More income is going to allow you to do more uh, for your family, for your business, and what I also will say is when it comes to ownership, I learned this um, probably last year when I was on somebody else's platform, but it, it, it stuck with me. I will never forget it. And I don't want to say the white dollar, but the, the white dollar, meaning a white person making money, earning money in the, the United States, their dollars circulate 
for over 30 days or about 30 days in their communities, right? Mm -hmm. The black dollar circulates for only six hours in our communities. Mm. I was like, wow. And yeah, wow, I don't know. Why is that? I don't know exactly if, if, if that's the exact same statistics we had, but we did an episode on poweronomics. Oh, really? That was something, yeah. That was something that um, he talked about um, in, in that book, so. Yeah, and I, I didn't check that out yet, and I will. Um, matter of fact, y'all might have to come up, pull up to the podcast live, because that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, ownership is important. Um, and the reason why the, the Black dollars are not circulating is because we don't own, own, own anything in our community. True. Mm -hmm. You know, very true. Live there. If you don't yeah, own, you, don't own right, you live there. You don't own the supermarkets. You don't own the houses. You don't own the nail salon, the wig stores, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The dollars are not circulating. So, ownership is important. Go own something. I don't care what it is. Go own something. Go go create an LLC. If you don't have the funds, come sign. And if you're a woman, of course, come sign up for my program. If you don't have the funds in your man, we'll figure something out. Go send your black wife to go get you the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just pay it back. That's what we care about. <laughs> but it's literally as simple as that. And I think you kind of uh, hinting on this about uh, like lack of ownership in the black community. Um, can you explain uh, like gentrification? I know you had also mentioned it before. Um, and you saw people basically buying up your community or our community. Um, so can you explain gentrification to the listeners um, and how does that affect uh, what you do? Yeah, so, and I'm not going to sit here and say gentrification is so bad, right? It's bad when we don't benefit from it. Mm. So typically what's happening in gentrification is typically, I'll say targeted, a poor neighborhood, right? Um, you have wealthy people moving in the neighborhoods they're rebuilding the neighborhoods once the wealthy people start to, start to move in and then they're pushing out the poor people or the low-income people or now there is no middle class anymore right so even now the middle class people are being pushed out right um so what i like to think about is you can do gentrification right but you need to preserve your communities. And this is why real estate development is so important. This is why investing in your communities while they're terrible, while they're in terrible condition, that's the time for you to start buying up the properties, buying the blocks, as everybody say, um, while it's affordable. While nobody else is thinking about it, that's your moment mm. to find a way to get the funding, partner with your church, whoever, I don't know, a nonprofit, your community, your neighbors, your friends, your brothers, the guys on this podcast, whatever, to start buying these houses, putting teams together and rebuilding the community, right? Beautify your communities yourself, preserve your communities yourself. Because once the white folks come in and the, it's not even just the white folks, the Indians, the China, the Asians, the um, mm -hmm. anybody that's not us come in, it's over. And then you can't afford your community. Then, then you're being pushed out. Then it's too late. And I think we're all seeing it right now. I mean, I already knew Newark was going to be the next Brooklyn. I knew that back in 2015. No, actually, back in 2013, I knew that. The first time I uttered developer out my mouth was in 2013. Right? 
Because mm-hmm. I'm from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. And I knew what it felt like not to be able to be able to live in Brooklyn again because it was too expensive. <laughs> right? So I'm like, yep, this is going to happen for Newark. I knew it was coming, right? So with that being said, I knew I didn't have, at the time, I didn't have the money to buy, but I was like, I'm going to get a piece of the pie somewhere. And that's why I had to wholesale. But Detroit, uh, Baltimore, um, back in the days, even Philly, I remember when properties was $1,000, <laughs> literally, $1,000. Even in Newark, the land was $1,000. <laughs> and our government, our politicians was giving it to us for that, uh, that price. Now you got to bribe them to get it because mm. they see the worth, right? So if you live in any deadliest, bloodiest city in America, you need to be going to your municipality seeing what they have up there that's either city-owned, tax um, delinquencies, or whatever they got going on. And you need to buy it. And even if you don't have the money, don't worry about it. Still acquire. Because if you have an opportunity, if you have a deal, the money's going to come anyway. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will sit here and share all my tips. <laughs> <laughs> but all you need, there's, there's even websites out there that will say they'll give you the money. And they're not really giving it to you. But let's be honest. Let's, let's be a buck. Yeah. There's websites mm-hmm. where you can go buy a proof of funds. Okay? Go use that proof of funds. Go to your city council people and say, I want to buy whatever the city has for sale. Here's my proof of funds. So there, there goes your credibility. Like, listen, all right, it looks like she could go buy it. You may not have the money, but that company said you had the money, right? Leverage that. There's hard money companies out there. There's private money companies out there that will give you the money. Yep. All right. So there's even banks, one of our sponsors for our event, they'll even develop the whole, they'll give you all the money to develop the project and give you the land with 0% down if you're in the military, with 3.5% down if you're qualified for FHA. So... <laughs> yeah, you, all just about, gotta, you just gotta go and find it you, you can't sit back you gotta go and find it right exactly yeah so everybody should be able to use it back. I, li- I literally just gave the whole <laughs> well, that's how, the, how the cake is made <laughs> literally i mean i'm sure i'm not the only person that ever said this but yeah it's nothing to go get a pof from somebody's website for like 10 bucks <laughs> some of them are even free <laughs> they'll even verify that you have the funds you're going to work your magic in your um, municipality. That sounds legit. Um, I would say doing also, I think you've kind of mentioned this too. Um, I guess on one hand of the most helpful things uh, you've, uh, you've been through, what are some of the biggest obstacles you've had in real estate? Oh, man. Obstacles. I'll say like the top three. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> God knows I'm still going through a lot of them right now. The number one thing, obstacle, um, was the moment when I stopped believing in myself, mm-hmm. right? When I literally was like, I'm defeated. That was like, because once you stop believing in yourself, you're not going to get nothing done. It don't matter who comes to save you, who you think is going to be a savior. You can even have a, a trillion dollar hedge fund say, here go all the money. If you don't believe you could do it, that's going to um, be a detriment to whatever you're doing. And then um, I would say not hiring the right people. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And hiring, hiring too many, too many heads. 
Well, no. <laughs> no, hiring the wrong heads. <laughs> I didn't always hire heads, right? <laughs> but now I'm like, I, I want to hire legit people, and I just didn't hire correctly. Um, and I didn't have the systems in place at the time to vet them. And I was too trusting, and I was this and that. So, and believe it or not, these are people that were like family to me. And mm, yeah. unfortunately, they're not family no more. Yeah. They're going to get into who the person was. But they, <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to always check and verify everything. Um, because you think people are out there, they're, so, they're doing things in your best interest, and they're not. And this can be people that's literally sleeping in the same bed with you. Okay. So that being said, <laughs> make sure um, you ladies and gentlemen are going to your job sites and you're making sure that people are getting what they said they're getting done done. And you're not paying money up front to people. You're paying them on your terms, no matter what. You have everything in writing, everything in writing, any changes in writing. Even if you have to record conversations, I record conversations because people get amnesia. Mm. I'm not the one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I record people. I'm like, you know what? Hold that thought. Run that back. I can get you one tape. Um, even when it comes down to being a realtor, we didn't even talk about me being a realtor. Could you not? Every realtor, anybody listening, it doesn't matter if you're a realtor or not, have your meetings on Zoom recorded. Okay. Try to have every phone conversation or agreement on Zoom. And realtors specifically because I got caught up in some discrimination case. Mm. And if anybody knows me, I didn't even talk about what I do as a realtor, what God had me doing as a realtor, because we need to talk about that today. But the person literally tried to sabotage me and say I was discriminating. Me of all people. And guess what? It was all on tape on Zoom. <laughs> lied about was on Zoom. Me and the and the owner saying the opposite. And the truth of the matter is she was really upset with the owner. So she took it out on me too. Right? So with that being said, record everything. <laughs> if you can on Zoom, invest that $15 a month on a recorded Zoom. Okay? And that's it when it comes to obstacles. Just believe in yourself. Have the faith that you could do whatever you put your mind to make sure you build up a team around you that can get the, that could actually execute on your vision and your dream. Cause if you don't, you're not going to get it done. I like, I like what you said earlier about self-confidence. I think that's extremely important. Yeah, um, just any, anything you want to do in life, like um, especially like you, like, like a realtor and everything you're doing, like you, you might not be a salary. So you have to have self-confidence that you can go out there and make the money yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I guess hitting on those points and it may be self-confidence, but what advice would you give anyone wanting to start in real estate? What's your number one advice? Okay. <laughs> so the number one advice is just know why you're doing it. I feel like everybody's trying to get into real estate because it's sexy. Everybody's doing it. Real estate is not sexy. It's the least sexiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> do. it can be heart-wrenching you could literally have high blood pressure from this business <laughs> and i'm just being a, a thousand with y'all mm -hmm. it can be very stressful so uh, remember why you got started why you're doing it what's your purpose 
and then decide if you want to move forward. Because mm. if your purpose is just to make money, everybody doesn't make money in this business. Okay. There's people that mm-hmm. lost thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars, right? And they're still going. They're like, you know what? I'm going to try this again because they have a purpose. They, they know it worked. They've seen the, the vision um, happen for someone else. They've seen the goals accomplished by someone else. So they know they could do it. So know what your purpose is. Know why you're doing it. Don't do it because you see me doing it when my back was up against the wall. I had no choice. But I still knew I wanted to do real estate development three years before that, right? Mm. That was just my segue to get where I wanted to be. My goal for wanting to be a real estate developer was to rebuild my community, right? Make sure mm-hmm. people have affordable housing. Make sure, in my mind, I'm putting it into homelessness. And I actually was doing that as a realtor, right? So know what your purpose is um, in this industry. There's different ways you could tackle it. Real estate has like at least 30 different careers in the industry. So it may not be a developer for you. It may not be a wholesaler for another person or realtor for another one. Um, but there's different ways for you to make money in this business. So just know your purpose and why you're doing it. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love real estate. There's so many different ways you can make money in real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Terrence, Eric, you guys have any, any other questions or anything? No, I really appreciate you for coming on. I think you gave a lot of good information um, for our initiators to hear. Also, uh, I guess, like, where can people find you? Yes. So you can find me on all platforms under Deontay Chantel. So I'm on TikTok, YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook. Also, journeytodeveloper.com. Journey to develop her on Instagram, of course, on all podcast platforms, right? Um, so that's the brand that I would love everyone to go follow if you're interested in real estate development or investing. Also, Black Women Elevate, we're pushing that, of course, for Black women looking to get a micro loan or even for business mentorship and coaching. Those services will be provided for free when you come through the loan program, okay? okay. So jump on it. Of course, if you're not in New Jersey, you will not be seeing my, my face. I won't be teaching. <laughs> but through the platform, the new Instagram page that we just created, we're going to be doing and sharing a lot of resources on there. And um, Grameen America will be giving you uh, weekly accountability calls and monthly mentorship calls, we'll say. All right. So, but if you're in the state of New Jersey, you'll be working with me most likely on a weekly basis because I'm their business mentor. So yeah, that's where you can find me. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Well, um, I don't have anything else. We really appreciate you coming. Shared a lot of great information. Eric and Terrence, you good? Oh, good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really had a great time. I can't wait to listen to your podcast and this interview and your past episodes. So I'm going to actually binge on that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh, for the listeners, can you spell your name? Yes. So it's D as in David, I-O-N-T as in Thomas, E as in Elephant. And Chantel, which is C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Okay, great. Just want to make sure before they get to plugging it in. <laughs> yep. 
right. I, I, also, last thing, I'm sorry. I do have a free, for now anyway, it might go up, a free Facebook community, the Journey to Develop Her Academy. So if you, and that's for everyone, male, female, whatever y'all into, um, you can join that group. <laughs> we will, God willing, start to do uh, some lives in there again. And um, as well as with the podcast, do some trainings. Like I want you to be able to come to the podcast and learn. So definitely come join the Academy. It's free for now. Anyway, <laughs> it might go up. It while it's free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we re really want to thank you. Share some really great information. Um, I, I actually, when we get off, I, I want to reach out to you and see if we might be able to do some deals together or something. Let's do so, it. Um, <laughs> but um, thank you very much all the initiators please uh, continue to listen tell a friend check out Deontay's information as well subscribe and we'll, we'll talk to you later peace